Darius Marcellin is a working actor and entrepreneur based in Hollywood, California. Darius has been featured in the 2019 BET movie, Always a Bridesmaid, and 2020 blockbuster, The Swing of Things. Darius' podcast show, 1,000 Failures, topped the 100 list in arts and has been listed by celebrity acting coach Amy Linden as a must-have for any actor coming to L.A. Darius has featured two Emmy Award-winning actors on the show. Darius founded the Girl Power Soccer Camp to empower the future generation of soccer stars to become leaders on and off the field. The camp has been featured on Fox News as the first of a kind, bringing Manchester United and Liverpool FC players to California to train and motivate the future ladies. Darius is a co-founder of Pearl's Caribbean Restaurant in New York that has been featured in Fox, NBC, and ABC News. Darius Marcellin spoke on the main stage of the Money 2020 FinTech Conference alongside top CEOs and executives talking about why unicorns aren't built in one day. In 2019, Darius has been in Men's Health, GQ, ESPN, and Oh, The Oprah Magazine. Darius was born in the Caribbean island of Trinidad and moved to Brooklyn, New York with the immigrant story. Darius and his mother started cleaning homes, and while in college, he started an events company with his high school friend that was earning him six figures in his junior year and had notable clients like Trevor Noah and Gigi Hadid. He maintained a presidential scholarship at St. Francis College, ran his company, TTR Group, and was the captain of his Division I soccer team. With his inspirational media company, 1000 Farriers, Darius reaches thousands and his voice is meant to inspire. To be successful, one must be prepared to fail a thousand times. For fun, Darius likes to play soccer and had dreams to play for Manchester United as a child. Now, he works with them. Hi, it's Booty, and you're listening to Seven Questions. Seven Questions is where I ask world leaders and people I find fascinating seven questions. Today, I have the honor of sitting with Darius here in Hollywood, and he's agreed to play Seven Questions. What's up, man? What's going on? How are you? I'm good. Love to be in this space here in Hollywood. Um, it's very quiet, so it doesn't seem like you're in Hollywood. I feel like we're somewhere chilling in the suburbs, but you found a quiet space. Yeah, man. No, I like this space. It's um, Guys, we're at this uh, place called H Club, and it's a, a safe place to be able to do podcasts, to have meetings um, right here in Hollywood. So it's yeah. not as hectic as being somewhere else. Um, so what are you working on? Anything you want to share before My we goodness. play? Um, right now, been shooting uh, some commercial jobs. This this year has been a lot of commercial work. I've done some, done about five, six jobs already. Just oh, wow. came back from Orange County yesterday. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. And um, we've been working on, a, I have a soccer camp Oh for girls and we're taking it to New York City so it's called the Girl Power Soccer Camp mm-hmm. and it's to empower the young future soccer stars mm. in America started off in Cali last year and now we're going to Cali and New York so I've been working on getting that all set up um, and we have professional players from Manchester United Manchester oh. City at the camp and we have, more importantly for me, apart from the big names, mm-hmm. 
but a mind coach who works with the girls in drills where they learn leadership, how to be a captain, how to public speak, how to address problems within a team, mm. and life skills on and off the field. So that's what I've been working on up to 3 a.m. this morning um, to get that stuff done. And just me as a actor, mm-hmm. public speaker, and just businessman. So AKA busy. <laughs> like AKA that's busy. incredible. Thank yes. you so much. Y'all mutual friend James Bland nominated you and uh I'm so honored that you agreed to take some time out of your busy, busy day uh to play. Uh, yeah, no I really problem. appreciate that. Man, I thought I was doing a lot. And here we go. So, like, the hustle never ends. Well, seven questions. We picked seven questions. Okay. Uh, and um, uh, what's when we're done, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question number one. You ready? Yeah. All right. All right, let's go. Question number one. There we go. Do you believe in luck? Do you believe in luck? <sighs> wow. I've been on a spiritual journey since I moved to L.A., almost three years now so i say i call it 34 months Mm. (laughs) and been on a journey from the life in new york where things were very real Uh, if what you see is what you get Mm -hmm. and it's very (laughs) results based driven and came out here and found a spiritual side and i would skip past the part of religion and everything else to that but I do believe that you could create your own luck so yes I do believe in luck I do believe you could create your own luck and create odds in your favor Mm -hmm. every single day and and there is uh the energy that you put towards what your job is or the intent behind it, once you create more opportunities for yourself, you have a better chance of being lucky. So I do believe in luck, and then I threw in another answer with it. Okay, no, thank you. Appreciate that. Everyone responds differently, and I love it. Some people don't. Right. (laughs) Question two. I I love that shaking box. (laughs) Yeah, because you can't... He doesn't know the question, guys, so part of the game is... He has not seen the question beforehand, so he's picking from a box. Right. It's a question two. What do you want to be remembered for? Yeah, what do you want to be remembered for? I want... Ah, nice question. (laughs) I want to be remembered for the amount of lives I've touched and the impact that I've had in many people's lives. I think everyone in this world is on their own trajectory of doing what they're put here to do sometimes people get swayed and Mm. disheartened from what they were meant to do i think everybody was born with a task born with a job born with what they were supposed to do for me i think i was born to inspire people to go after their dreams their creative dreams and creative goals you know some people might be born to prevent people from committing suicide some people might be there to save lives in a trauma room in the ER. Mm -hmm. Some people might be there to teach you how to be a father. Mm -hmm. Everyone has their own their own purpose in life. Mm -hmm. And I think the hard part is finding what that out, finding 
what it is mm -hmm. and it's even harder when you stay on it and for me I, I've been lucky and I've been I, I, I go back to the spiritual side but I think I've been put a task to do here and in my life in New York I was off that spiritual train off the mm. the train I was so in a work mode I worked seven nights a week seven days a week every single day one one year I worked all but three days including Thanksgiving but Christmas Eve everything so I've I've been in a world where I let that absorb work ex absorb me and I was consumed by it and I didn't look outside of what I could possibly see that there was more to it and just certain people and certain messages came across my life and pointed me in the right direction and I think I was my eyes were open and ears were open to listen to messages mm. which sometimes I think I think could be hard for people to hear these messages and the reason why I'm in LA is because I was on set for a TV show and small role makeup guy was like putting makeup saying man I just feel like you you'll be you do so good in LA I have this feeling you'll be do so good in LA and if you know me in New York, I was Mr. New York. I had my businesses in New York, a restaurant, bar, nightlife business, the man. And day after that, I booked a one-way flight to L.A. and uh, never looked back. Wow. That is signs. Yeah, no, I believe in that. And I know for those who listen, I'm also spiritual. Uh, I'm a Christian, so... I think when you pay attention to the signs, uh, Oprah calls them whispers, right. you know, things that like re constantly reappear. Um, I think that that's to me the universe or God guiding you. Uh, and some people don't pay attention because they don't know how to listen for it. But right. um, you're speaking, you know, you're speaking to me. I'm in, I'm in the choir here right. uh, with what you're saying, man. That's incredible. Yeah. I did not know that. So, yeah. wow. That's great that we have it. That yeah, no. It made it very <laughs> special because I was going to do a little bit of to learn about you as well and, and then I was like no let this be very natural and whatever came out you know we could both learn from each mm -hmm. other and yeah. whoever's listening can learn from yeah. us mm -hmm. but this is a connection where we met through a mutual friend you know probably saw each other at a couple events mm -hmm. but now we're de delving in so mm -hmm. it's as raw as it could get yeah um <laughs> And I like that. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Yeah. Um, well, let's move on. Question three. Let's see what we pick. Yes. Let's see. If you were an animal, which one would you want to be? If I was an animal, I would like to be... Probably. I love guys. He's got a big smile on his face. Yeah, right I'm now. like, because <laughs> I never thought of it, right? <laughs> Again. Yeah, never, like... never thought of it. Probably would like to be a dog, maybe because okay. you know you get uh, you you get to be in the household of the human being. You probably get some heightened senses, mm. and um, yeah, being in a regular household and and seeing it from a different perspective probably is so mm. cool. I have the best relationships with dogs. Okay. As opposed to any other animal. Really? Yeah, I have never. I'm a fear of birds. <laughs> like if a bird landed on me, I'd be like, ah. Um, reptiles scared hell out of me. Um, if I was swimming in the ocean and a fish touched me, I'd fly straight out. 
So <laughs> wow. Yeah, so I guess I have the biggest connection with dogs. Man's best friend. So I would pick dog. Wow, thank you. That's the first time I've heard dog. Normally <laughs> people go lion, tiger, you yeah. know, some macho thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but dog is cool. I it really yeah. allowed me to think differently yeah. about the, the, I have a dog, but um, I never would have, you know, the way you described why it makes sense. Yeah. So it's thanks for that. Connection. Man. Yeah. It's huge. And it would be a different lens for sure. Yeah. Uh, different lens. From what your dog has seen in your life. Yeah. Like, oof. Yeah. Dogs. Oh, well, there we go. Question four. Let's do this. Oh. All right. Wow. What are you most grateful for? What are you most grateful for? I think I am most grateful for my family mm -hmm. because they've shaped who I am and their stories and the way that we were grew what the way that we grew up shaped a lot of what I do today. So I'll take you into a little history now. So I was born in Trinidad and Tobago, Caribbean island. And um, I grew up in a, you say, middle to lower class household. Mm -hmm. But certain things that we take for granted here in America is, as having running water in your tap, something I didn't have. Mm -hmm. So there were days like water will only come on a Wednesday and Friday. So you'd have to fill buckets up. Mm. Well, I lived in a good life, though. You know, it wasn't... You know, people think... You know, I, I hear a lot of people and they look at people like Africa. I'm like, oh my God, like, I want to help all these people. But sometimes you still find happiness mm. in the little that you have. Right? And people in the first world, look at the third world, be like, I just want to help all these poor people, all these poor kids. Mm. And make, such, make their lives so much better, but... A lot of times people in America live in more depression and suicide in the first world than people who live in the third world because we find happiness and we find joy in little things like the day that there's a third day of extra water in a week. Mm. You know, so I grew up in a world where I was happy and content and I grew up in a household of women. Hence, the reason why I do the Girl Power mm. Soccer Camp is because I, I see, I've seen the struggles of women in society, especially in a third world country. So it's my way of fighting back. So I've, I grew up in a household of women and I've seen a character of my mom and she didn't have much, but she would give her all for me. She taught me about being humble. Mm -hmm. She taught me about... Uh, one of the biggest lessons is never to reproach, which means if I do something for you, I'm not, never going to hold that against you and say, hey, I did that for you mm -hmm. the other day. Now you should do this for me. And that lesson has really taught me so much uh, humility. That has taught me so much humility. I've learned so much about even saving and not being, you know, too, too brash. And whenever money came in, I was looking mm -hmm. to spend it. So I've learned so much from the way that I was raised from my family. I know I was hearing this yesterday about people talking about self-made. And um, I'm a self-made millionaire, self-made businessman. And, and uh, I was at church yesterday and the pastor was saying, 
oh, did you? So you picked your own eyes out, right? And uh, you picked the day you were going to be born. Mm. You know, you picked your diapers. Like, you're a self-made man, right? And it was so true because it's a notion that I have. I, I don't think anybody's self-made. I think from people who had traumatic past as kids from their parents, you know, you might say, I'm, I'm going to not be like that. You know, mm-hmm. that's your motivation. So without that, you wouldn't have been who you are today. So no matter what, your family and people who raised you and how you were raised and where you were raised definitely plays the biggest impact and shapes who you are today. Mm. And what you do with it, it's up to you. You know, and that's where you make, you mold yourself, mm-hmm. but you're not made. You know, you were there and you mold yourself into, I'm going to turn this into a positive mm-hmm. or will I turn this into a negative? And I think for myself, um, I really, I really am grateful for not having a lot first and moving to America and sleeping on the floor, cleaning homes, mm. right? And that cleaning homes on a Friday after coming back from school um, when I was tired and me and my mom would switch seats to see because both of us were taking naps in the car and we're driving to clean these people's homes in New Jersey for money. And that taught me work ethic like crazy so now i stay up till like 4 5 a.m and wake up at 9 a.m and that's just i'm used to that Mm -hmm. that's part of my work ethic and with all those experiences i might be complaining at 11 Mm p.m you know i I realize that those lessons that i've learned growing up shaped who i am and that's all because of my family and how i was raised so i'm most grateful for my family Shout out to your family. Wow, that's amazing. Um, yeah, I have so much to say, but I'm like, oh, we'll, we'll definitely talk more offline. But that's, wow, yeah. that's incredible, man. Yeah. Uh, I've learned so much. I'm like, yeah, wow. Um, yeah, I'm almost speechless. I'm like, that's, thank uh, you for being open and sharing um, all of that. I'm like, that's, that's real. Yeah, thank that's you. Real. Thank you. Um, Question five. I'm like, Question man, how do we five. go from here? Jeez. Question <laughs> five. How you doing? Let's see. What is your intention? Wow. You have some really deep questions, <laughs> man. I have, to, I have to buy this this, this board game something. <laughs> <laughs> what is your intention? My intention is to serve. My intention is to inspire. My intention is not for me. And... I have just I have two podcast shows mm-hmm. one is very short form just came out about a month ago and it's doing really nice numbers mm-hmm. and it's basically I take quotes from people online best quotes I could possibly find Monday and Wednesday post them mm-hmm. and quotes um, have inspired me so and then on Fridays I inter- I do an interview with someone who I think similar to you is influential and mm-hmm. has done and has done dreamable things mm-hmm. and I put that in a longer form and it's called 1000 dreamers and that there my intention is to inspire people mm-hmm. and then my other podcast which my company is named after 1000 failures uh, 1000 failures becoming an actor is the journey of myself coming to Los Angeles 
34 months ago. And <laughs> Are you so specific? 34 30, months, let's be clear. It's 34, 34 months, months ago. And just going to auditions. I was telling a buddy of mine today who uh, is going to a meeting today with an agent and he's giving him, giving him advice. I took his headshots in my living room, edited it, know what agents want. And I love, he sent to three agencies and got three meetings. First time, no experience. And based off of my failures, I told him when I first moved to Los Angeles, I messaged 200 agencies. One person got back to me because it may have been the wrong wording, mm. wrong subject, wrong whatever it is. And the, the failures over and over is part of the journey but my intention is to have a platform to inspire people that this guy from the hood in San Juan Trinidad third world country moves to New York in Brooklyn works hard gets a presidential scholarship to school starts a business in college it takes off now as an entrepreneur, then moves to Los Angeles, goes after his dreams and goals, and does it, mm -hmm. could do it. Mm -hmm. You sitting down in Missouri, you sitting down in Paris, you sitting down in Brazil, you sitting in any place in the world could do it too. Mm. That is my intention. And I did not know that you worked for Oprah first. But she has been my biggest mentor in my life. And I've listened to probably 85% of all her content. I can't claim to say I, I listen to everything. Yes, yes, you know, yes. I, there probably are stuff I didn't see. Yeah. <laughs> but from what I've been able to take in and really shape my life, her masterclass really shaped my life, Super Soul podcast shaped my life. Yeah, I listen to her, that regularly. Yeah, I've. I've listened to her episodes of her masterclass a couple times, and and the you could tell her intention was to reach people, and I don't want to say I am I want to be the next Oprah, but I do want my intention to be the same as hers, mm. and for me personally, my intention is to reach a lot of people, get to be one to 100,000, to 1 million, whatever it is, mm. I am comfortable at the end of the day to say, this is my intention, this is my objective, and this is how I want to be remembered. Wow. Yeah. Done. Thank done. you. Done. Done-zo. Question six. Almost done. Uh, all right. What's been the most difficult choice you had to make to fulfill your destiny? Yeah, what's been the most difficult choice? I mean, it's been inspiring already listening to bits and pieces of what you've done. But uh, most people, to get to where they are, they've had to make some difficult choice. What would that be for you? Comes straight to mind is moving from New York to Los Angeles and leaving my comfort zone in New York. I was making really good money, had my businesses, was looking to do more stuff, and left it all behind, left living in a nice apartment, <laughs> amazing gym in my building, didn't even have to leave, 
could wake up at 12, 1 p.m., my day was fixed, get my workout in, go to my whatever auditions or see what I have to do. Didn't have any stress. Mm. Money was good. My family was there. Mm. I lived with all my friends. It was like a frat house in my house in New York. It was the American dream to say if you came up from nothing and you lived it. 21st floor apartment, condo, yeah. Wits West Side, <laughs> Manhattan, earning six figures while I was in college. Mm-hmm. Take that business outside of college. I am living life. And at the start of 2017, sat down in that makeup chair. By May 2017, I, w- I left New York to start all over, mm. not knowing anybody. Walking, walking into an empty apartment by myself. Mm. Never been living by myself before. Never been away from everyone. And, and had to face voices. And most of the voices were myself. Mm. Voices of, is this what you really left for? And how are you going to make money? How, what are you going to do? this is all going to crumble so fast. You can't see the end. You can't see the finish line. You don't even have an agent. You have no experience out in LA. You don't even know a casting director. You, what business are you going to start? A million voices. Most of them coming for myself. Mm -hmm. And leaving that comfort zone, I would say it had to be the craziest choice. You know, I didn't, get a lot of people supported me I think because they know that I've done it before and I could do it, I could do it again but it didn't tell me it so I didn't get that support mm-hmm. so I just had to figure it out out there and that was a tough decision to make leaving your comfort zone to go after this big dream that you can't even see the top of the staircase because it's dark mm. staircase is dark and you just put your first step there and you just know there's a step you don't know how far up it could be 30 something stories up you can't see the end of it and i had no faith before Mm -hmm. that too so if i didn't have faith in something that i couldn't see imagine having faith in myself and a dream that i couldn't even see It, Mm -hmm. it just didn't exist i didn't practice it so that was a tough decision it was the toughest thing that i had to do but looking back at it today, I have no regrets. I mean, from having this, from going to zero, to to twenty k, to 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 five k, to whatever in my bank accounts, this mm-hmm. the fluctuation could go, the ups and the downs, the callbacks, and then they let you go. And I think I did a good job in that casting room, and you didn't. And I got an amazing event job, and then I don't have anything lined up for three months. The journey, I learned to enjoy the process and walk out of my comfort zone today, happy that I followed my dream, left the comfort zone, and I grew so much Mm. that that tough decision that I had to make set me up for a lifetime of content Mm. and no regrets wow thank you for sharing that. it's funny you said that because even for me like i left new york and at the time i was working for oh oh uh oprah and gail 
and a New York office and my family, you know, you have this amazing job, the same similar like, you know, the perks were beyond my wildest dreams as someone who I also grew up inner city uh, from the Bronx and Queens. And, you know, you get this job that's just everyone's like so excited, especially <laughs> family. Yeah. And then three years there, I decide to leave. I'm like, never been to L.A., don't know anyone in L.A. In Los Angeles, and my family's like, "What are you doing? You're making the biggest mistake. <laughs> You're leaving Oprah. How could you?" And I'm like, "I'm like, I want to be Oprah. I can't be her working for her. You know, it's like things that I said at the time, and I still believe. I think uh, I had to push myself to realize that work by working for someone who's so amazing, um, I didn't feel I could become what my intention is, is. Is similar like yours, which I think is great. We're we're finally aligned, but um, is to uh, push people forward to. Have them know that they can uh, do anything if they if they um, uh, put their mind to it. Uh, and then, in order for me to you know practice what I preach, I had to put my mind to knowing that I was supposed to be out here. Uh, and it was a really tough thing leaving family, leaving a, one of the best jobs I've ever had, um, only to continue to grow and build and and be strengthened. Uh, with now running my own company and doing this podcast and doing things that I really? knew that had I been comfortable with family and job and all the things that were keeping me safe, um, I don't think I'd be where I am now uh, looking back. And so uh, congratulations on making that jump because when you jump, I had this guy tell me once that, you know, if if you're, um, uh, if you are, um, and I always are lucky, but if you are, um, resourceful uh the net will catch you uh and so you'll figure out basically how to how to survive you know yeah. um and that's what we did right yeah so no you anyway. you did it I'm, I'm i'm happy to hear that you're part of your story too yeah man it's yeah, been something that was that was amazing mm -hmm. and just going after that there's again you listen to the whisper you know that whisper <laughs> yeah, and for me that whisper was I had told my boss, who's Oprah's, um, she now retired, but she was Oprah's general manager, uh, and I said to her, she asked me to give her a few years, and I gave her three weeks, and the long story short is on my third week at Oprah, Oprah decided to throw like this big party for everyone. Uh, the magazine was turning ten, and she went to celebrate with everyone in New York, and uh, that week, and you guys can look this up, but essentially that at that party she gave everyone ten thousand dollars from her own money everyone within you know the company uh and she handed us a ten thousand dollar check it's a longer story but like in that moment it was like okay i had my money in savings i decided that it was time and it was like the last week i was supposed to be at oprah she she surprised us with a party and hands us a ten thousand dollar check wow like wow. and then you 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 literally and like i have to be grateful for those moments and and those whispers of like okay it's time like okay. here's an extra boost to like celebrate your journey while you figure out la and that completely saved me because i didn't yeah. know what i was gonna do <laughs> i didn't have any connections and i had t i had a little more cushion to figure out um yeah. what i was gonna do here and i and i owe her that for the rest of my life like it beyond like wow beyond. that's that's amazing but again timing the whisper the i mean all these things line aligned uh for me to make that jump and um uh, and so I believe in that. Uh, it's happened continuously. Uh, but I digress. Question seven, man. We can talk all day. <laughs> nice. uh, question seven. Last one. What do you think is the meaning of life? Uh, the right. last one, of course. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, why are we here? 
Well, I know your intention, so I, I but it's more of a broader question about life for people who yeah. are listening. You know, what do you think uh, what do you think the meaning of life is? You know, the people all over the world get up every day and have different tasks, different parts of the world. You know, what do you think the meaning of this life is? I think the meaning of this life is to light each other's candles mm. and work in harmony. I think it's so simple as that. I think it's so simple as you reaching out to James, James coming on your podcast, I'm coming, we're connecting. Mm. I think to people who live in the most harmony, the most the most inflow people are people who just live to connect, live to help each other, live to grow, live to enjoy experiences. I think that's what life is. Mm. I think life is that. And I've been recently delving deeper in meditation and trying to be in flow and finding what syncs with me Mm -hmm. and realize that the more I light somebody's fire, light with my candle and they grow, I see myself grow. I can't explain it. So now I'm going to come back to being a student I'm sounding like I'm a professional at this. Mm-hmm. I am a novice at this. And I'm figuring this out just like a lot of people. But I realize, and these are trends that I'm, I have been seeing, is I light someone's candle. They are happy. Things might happen for them. And nothing directly may happen to me, but I may feel mm-hmm. a sense of oh, good. Like, I feel good. And sometimes, something great will align with me. Mm. And I guess it is like working everything out. I'm 33 years old. I've came a long way of being a boy, teenager, young man, young businessman, and a man figuring out this world and just tying certain pieces together. I've seen that. I've seen the more you connect, the more you look at somebody in the eye and say, hey, hope you have a great day. Mm-hmm. You mean it. Some energy mm-hmm. comes as emitted off of their good feeling onto you. You feel it. You feel it, a mini euphoria. And a lot of those mini euphorias adds up into feeling great, even though that day you might lose your job mm. or you might have insufficient funds in your bank account or your car broke down mm. or you have to go to the doctor but you don't have insurance. Those little moments it adds up and they preserve a level of happiness inside and contentment. And you live in a different space when you reach out in this life and you just reach your arms like just olive branches and you just touch and you you learn and you touch and you make this person feel happy and you mm-hmm. and you just connect and it just it just grows mm-hmm. right it just grows and it emits and through podcasts through life meetings through interviews through whatever it is you've seen Oprah herself mm-hmm. touch you 
in a different way, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. And, and and that was her reaching out. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what has happened good for her from since then or what she considers to be good, but just taking off of people like herself and other people who mm-hmm. I, I studied for a little bit, I realized there's a lot of of energy we should put towards lighten, helping lighten people's candles. And it might be something simple as holding the door for somebody or have a nice day. Mm-hmm. And just look them in the eye. It doesn't have to be necessarily yeah. be a $10,000 check. <laughs> we may not be able to all afford <laughs> that. But something simple as that. Mm-hmm. And, and even us connecting on the podcast and whoever's listening, connecting on their end. It, it's just we're all just working in harmony. So whatever reason you started this podcast, I think is the purpose of life. Mm. And that's the end. Wow. <laughs> like, you are amazing, man. Wow. Darius, thank you so much uh, for playing Seven Questions. Uh, that is, uh, that's it. I mean, this thing can keep going, but uh, I know we, we keep Seven Questions short for a reason because it's <laughs> Seven Questions and we want to be able to be able to catch people out there on their busy day and it's just a, a short quick um podcast but man i could keep chatting um at the end i always ask my guests to nominate someone anyone come to mind uh, i think of one of my friends estrella nori i would nominate her all right she came to my mind estrella i'll be reaching out to you <laughs> um, yes awesome Uh, Well, guys, you've been listening to Seven Questions. This is Booty. Thank you so much. Seven Questions is where I ask world leaders and people I find fascinating seven questions.